0: You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is Episode 91. Hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we are going to continue the series of fixing some of the big mistakes that we see PMO leaders making time and time again when they are building or running their PMO. Now, this next set of mistakes we see are all related to process, implementing process, trying to get people to comply with your process. The things that are standing in the way of your process, actually helping you make progress. Stakeholders running in the other direction or not taking ownership of the process. And generally all things related to why you're hitting one roadblock after another when it comes to getting people in your organization to follow the process the PMO has set up for managing and delivering projects. We'll address all of these pain points that you might be experiencing in this episode and help you figure out exactly how to get things back on track quickly and put a process in place that really does work for your organization. And I know I sound crazy here, but your stakeholders actually want to follow. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the Impact Engine PMO Training and Implementation Program. It's the only program on the market that helps you not only learn what you need to do and how to do it, but then takes you step by step through determining what services are going to be the highest impact, what order you should do those services in and how to build credibility for you and your team every step of the way, all while helping your organization deliver on its strategy with the highest possible return on investment. If you're building a PMO for the first time, if you need to get your PMO back on track, or you want to up-level your PMO, this program was literally built with you in mind. I took my 15 years of experience in organizations as a PMO leader and combine that with the successes my clients and students have been having since I started PMO Strategies in 2013, following this exact system. And I've put it all together in a program that takes you step-by-step on that journey. I'd love to have you join us. You can learn more by going to iepmo.com. That's i e PMO.com to learn how to build an impact engine PMO with me right by your side. Okay, let's dive in. I recently did a survey of the thousands and thousands and thousands of PMO leaders, program project managers, portfolio leaders that are in our weekly newsletter and inside our community. And one of the pain points that many of them identified, and maybe you were one of them, was around stakeholder engagement. And then when you really peeled back the layers and looked at the challenges that people were having, it ran much deeper than that. A lot of people were frustrated that they can't get those stakeholders to follow the PMO process. You work really hard to put process in place that you believe will help your organization deliver on the strategy most effectively, get those projects done. And gosh, just as you feel like you're making some headway, they won't engage. They're not following the process. They're doing things that are outside of what you have told them they need to do. And you find yourself running around like the process police instead of focusing on enabling and delivering return on investment. And that is incredibly frustrating. So that theme came out very clearly in our recent survey when asking what the biggest pain points are for our PMO leaders and project managers in our community. And if you are interested in taking this survey, just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash survey. That's where I get ideas for what I cover in podcast episodes and how I can create services and free offerings as well as our Signature programs to support helping you solve those pain points. I build what you need. So feel free to tell me all about the pains you're experiencing and what's frustrating you most in that survey. It's pmostrategies.com forward slash survey. Okay, so what do you do if people are not following the project management process that you have in place to support project delivery? To answer that question, we're going to break this down into several parts starting with when you should be implementing project management processes in the first place. And then we'll dive into why people might not be compliant and what to do when they're not following your process, what things you might be doing to actually perpetuate the problem, how to help stakeholders take ownership of the process, and what to do when you're running into roadblocks with process implementation. Okay, let's start with when you should be implementing process. And when is incredibly important because you've got to make sure that you've done a few things before you start implementing any templates, tools, or process. Now, I remember back when I was building PMOs in organizations, I built my first one in 1999. And back then you couldn't just Google how to set up a PMO and get eight or 9 million results like you can today. I had to figure a lot of this stuff out on my own. So when I implemented process, it was based on the fact that we needed it to solve pain points we had identified. Over the years though, what I noticed is that there were a lot of books and training courses that all told me all the shoulds about what my PMO should do and what services it should provide. And What I found to be true is that when I focused on all of the shoulds and really pushed on templates, tools and process early in the PMO development, I found that my stakeholders ran in the other direction. And I started to realize that when I followed all of the should guidance from these so-called experts, I was really setting myself up and my PMO up for failure. When PMO leaders spend the first year or so building out a bunch of process and templates or implementing tools like I talked about last week before they've actually shown any value to the organization, the culture of the organization and the stakeholders in it may run out of patience before you've had a chance to actually deliver anything. Listen, I know that it's tempting to go to the stuff we know best. Many of us are PMP certified or have other project management training or experience, but when you're a PMO leader, And when you're working in a PMO, you have to go beyond those certifications. You have to go beyond what makes project sense and look at what makes business sense. And that's why I believe it's incredibly important. And I can prove that it is incredibly important and that you'll get the right outcomes if you follow the step-by-step process that I teach my students to make sure that they've shifted the mindset about what the PMO is supposed to do to have a much more business leader, strategic business partner focus for the PMO and understand that it's there to solve business problems, not project problems, and then assess the organization for impact opportunities and understand what the real business needs and pain points are before you build anything. And then when you do build services and capabilities, you don't start with templates, tools, or process. In fact, you are several lessons in to defining your PMO services, and capabilities, and your impact delivery model before you ever start talking templates, tools, and process. Because you know what happens to the PMO that spends a year or two building a bunch of methodology and shoving a bunch of templates and process and tools at people before they've ever shown any value in the eyes of the stakeholders? They are extinct within two years. That's what all the data tells us. Go look at PMI, Pulse of the Profession surveys or any other surveys out there, and they will say in not so many words that if you spent all your time there, you won't be around two or three years from now. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have process. I'm not saying you shouldn't develop methodology or templates or tools. It's all about timing. And why is that? Because nobody cares about the process but you, your PMO, your project team, the people that are classically trained and get the certifications and really enjoy the project management methodology and process stuff. They're the only ones that really care. And of course you should care. That's not the issue. It's how much you care and prioritize it above the other business priorities that's going to hurt you. You're never going to hear an executive say, hold on, wait, come back when you have five more templates for me to fill out or says, wait, 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 hold on. Can you make sure that we follow every single step in this process and that that's more important than getting me my return on investment? Good luck finding an executive that will say that. If they do, they won't be around long either. Why? Because all the process in the world won't make your PMO successful. In fact, too much process especially too early, will almost guarantee failure. It's not about the process, people. It's about how you get it done, which is all about the outcomes and the impact, not the tools and the templates. Now, before I completely lose all of my wonderful, lovely process people that I love, adore, and respect tremendously, let me explain what I mean by when, because it really is all about the when, not if you do it. Absolutely, it should be done. And like I said, that's covered halfway through module two in our impact engine framework and implementation program. We get there, we just have to do it in the right order. Because you see, it takes time to roll out process, just right process that will be effective in an organization. And I'm not suggesting you don't do it at all. Just do it incrementally and thoughtfully while you're learning your business and helping your business solve problems. Give yourself time to conduct assessments of the business needs, understand the culture, understand the organization, understand the norms and what current processes and practices are in place, some of which you may want to keep or make sure you don't break when you roll things out. Once you know what you're dealing with, you can recommend a solution that best meets the needs of the organization. You can right-size your process to achieve the greatest impact. And what's a really great way to assess the organization for where the real pain points are and really uncover where you should spend your time and what processes you really need? Well, you can start by helping them solve immediate business challenges they're having today. And I know you might be thinking, what? But I don't have all of my templates in place yet. Newsflash, who cares? Your business isn't going to say, come back when you have a full set of documents that you're going to force me to complete before we can get any work done. That's not generally what you're going to hear business leaders say. They're more likely to say, and it's your job to position them to do so. Great, let's get moving on solving this problem right now. I don't care if you build your schedule on a napkin, a flip chart, or in a tool. It's about getting that schedule built, understanding your stakeholders and their requirements, and mobilizing people to drive strategy realization. So, before you spend a lot of time invested in creating the perfect process, the perfect methodology, the perfect set of templates, Maybe you should roll your sleeves up and help the organization solve a pain point they're having right now. And then the more you learn, the more you'll uncover what will be right sized to solve their problems. And you see what you're doing, right? By doing this, you're earning their respect and trust while getting some wins under your belt. Success breeds more success. It's the rich get richer philosophy. Once you have success, you're more likely to be the one they come to when they really need help and the trust grows. Your success grows and everyone wins because you've built credibility with them early by solving a problem quickly instead of saying, hold on, I'll be back in six months when I have more templates for you to fill out. Please trust me on this. Don't make the same mistake I made when I started listening to all the shoulds and the same mistake many PMO leaders make that forced them to the brink of extinction before they've ever had a chance to show real value. You see, when I started hitting this resistance, I would go ask some of the business leaders, the advisors and the mentors that were all on the business side, by the way, why what we were trying to do wasn't working. And they helped me figure out What I was doing was wrong, in the wrong order. It's not that my heart wasn't in the right place, they would tell me. They understood what I was trying to do and even the purpose and the value of it. However, I hadn't built trust with those business leaders yet, so they were just seeing me throw a bunch of roadblocks in their way instead of helping them solve problems. And of course, that was not at all my intent. I knew the value of a good template and process to help standardize and get repeatable, successful outcomes. That's all fine, they'd say. But I hadn't proven I knew what I was doing first. I hadn't proven that I could help them have an impact. I hadn't proven that they could trust me. Yet, I was telling them instead of showing them. I was doing it to them instead of doing it with them. One of my favorite program managers that ever worked in any of my PMOs used to do what's called pull the Jedi mind trick on his stakeholders all the time. And they loved him for it. He would gently guide them through a simple process to get unstuck and get their business objectives accomplished to keep the project moving forward. Then once they were all excited and patting themselves on the back, he'd let them know that he was just using the Jedi mind trick on them and that it was really a pretty standard project management process. He had just guided them through next time they could just follow that same process to get the same results he didn't shove terminology or templates or process at them he just stood by them held their hand and walked them through a simple framework not using any project management speak only using business terms and keeping laser focused on the outcomes and i'm going to make an assumption here that you probably can do project management in your sleep and Oh, dare I say it, you might even dream in Gantt charts and templates. And that's okay. I do too. That's literally how we see and process the information in the world around us. We know how to get stuff done. And if that's the case, then you can take what you know to be common sense and turn that into common practice by subtly bringing your stakeholders through a very simple framework without shoving it in their face. And you can do that in the process of rescuing a project, for example, or by giving some basic knowledge and understanding of this commonplace, common sense project management to stakeholders that don't really have that context. There are easy ways to solve the pain points your business leaders have now by giving them the medicine they want so that you can build trust with them to give them the medicine that they need. And all the while, you're figuring out what works first, so that you know what is actually worth standardizing in that particular environment. You still get to standardize just after you've built trust, delivered some results with your stakeholders, and learned the environment enough to be sure that what you build Will be effective for helping to accelerate getting to return on investment for those projects and sustainable by the stakeholders that need to participate in the process. And along the way, you're building that trust. And once they trust you, once you've helped them, once you have had a positive impact on their organization and the business that they serve, then it's time to talk about adding process. That's the perfect time to strike. Their guard is down and they are primed for you. You say, I'm so glad that we were able to help you. I have some ideas on how we can do even better next time so that you don't have to experience the headaches you had this time ever again. Bam. Now they're listening. Okay. That was part one. How do we make sure that we are implementing processes at the right time and in the right way, and first addressing what your stakeholders want from you before you address what they need, all while building credibility and trust so that you can ultimately deliver the highest value for your PMO. Next week, we're going to dive into more about what to do when it is the right time to implement process, and you're still not getting the engagement or adoption of that process like you should be. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget that if you want help to go step by step by step through this process of building, running, rescuing, or up-leveling your PMO, definitely check out the impact engine PMO training and implementation program where I take you step by step through this journey to build that high impact PMO. Just go to iepmo.com. I would love to have you join our impact drivers, making big things happen in PMOs around the world. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, Definitely make sure you hit subscribe and download those podcast episodes so they are with you no matter where your PMO journey takes you. Bye-bye for now.